Welcome back to another Jackrabbit Illustrated podcast brought to you by our title sponsor, the Kubota Dealers of South Dakota. Whether it's tractors, mowers, utility vehicles, construction, or farm equipment, Kubota's got you covered. Now with nine locations across the state of South Dakota, there's always a dealer nearby. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. Jackrabbit podcasts are also sponsored by Culver's of Brookings in Watertown, the home of the Butterburger, Jackrabbit Central, the best place to get your jacks gear, and the best sports bar in South Dakota, Cubby Sports Bar and Grill. Without further ado, here is the A-Team. Holy smokes, folks. We are back again. Um, Chad, Matt, and we're joined by uh, our hero, Terry Vanderbeck. <laughs> and so I, I don't know how to feel about this. They say never meet your heroes. And Terry and I actually met now a couple weeks ago at a game. Uh, Terry, how the heck you doing? Hopefully I'm a, for, a former hero. Um, no, I'm, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic to be here. I appreciate the offer. Uh, and I'm looking forward to chatting with you guys. This is really cool. It's I, I got to say, it's really fun to see the growth in coverage around the school, the athletic department, the football program, um, in that, you know, you fans have taken it on to do that. Uh, that's a really, that's a really fun and positive thing. So, um, Congrats to you guys, and and uh, greatly appreciate you having me here. Awesome. Well, uh, we kind of have you to thanks thank too, right? I mean, because you started this ball ball rolling for us, doing this, such an excellent job with all the live chats and so forth. Which yeah. I really actually missed the live chats. That <laughs> sad I, yeah, in a way. I won't take credit. That's probably you know, probably at the at the core Al Gore for inventing the internet deserves credit, but uh, for having a, a technological platform where you can exchange ideas in real time. Um, but, uh, but I had so much fun. Um, and again, even like, uh, I'm sure we'll get into it, but getting to go to the game a couple weeks ago, uh, get to see everyone, to have my son with me, um, and, and to bring some friends who'd never, never been to, to a, a home game like that before. Um, so anyways, to get to see all of that, uh, grow and and um, develop and to know that um, the the relationships we build again my first stop being there is to to uh, to your uh, tailgating tent because uh, awesome. I knew I'd be I knew I'd be welcome I knew I'd be glad to see you guys <laughs> I knew it'd be fun uh, my 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 uh, my uh, guests would be excited and be like oh that's pretty cool and uh, so really uh, it's a it's a pleasure and uh, uh, can't say enough good things about all the folks like you guys who've stayed in touch over the years. Well, cool. Well, we always got a beer for you. You know that. <laughs> it wasn't just. Or a I mean, shot. it was or a breakfast shot. sliders. You know, like <laughs> yep. on I hear on the list, man. It was it was fun. I love the the indoor vibe with the heater and the kids were crushing donuts and and uh, <laughs> that, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Hey, that's good. That's good. Well, first things first. Then we we do have to thank our title sponsor, uh, Kubota Dealers of South Dakota, um, John Colley and his crew. Uh, nine locations all over the state, um, and and really uh, whatever your needs are for tractors, side by side, skid steers, lawnmowers, whatever it may be, all the different attachments and implements, uh, they can hook you up. So get a hold of one of those nine locations in South Dakota, and they'll and they'll connect you. So thanks, John, for your support. So uh, I heard we're going back to Frisco. They played that fiddle song right in the stands, and and we're going. <laughs> uh, that was that was one of the coolest games that I have been to in person. Not because it was a good game, but because the atmosphere was absolutely electric in that stadium. Um, I walked in and got in there a little bit early. I uh, was down on the sidelines, and something just felt different. Like you, I, I say, when I'm down there, you can feel like the adrenaline from the the, the players, their excitement. Um, there was just something a little, um, extra and, and Tanner, uh, Castora actually tweeted it out right before the game, like saying the same thing, like, Hey, something's different tonight. And he upped his score prediction by like a dozen points and he was still way short. So, <laughs> um, man, what a cool night. What a cool night. And Terry, did you get it? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I was no. just going to ask if you had a chance to watch the game or yeah so I, I i couldn't make it in person and i and trust me i i wanted to i had some my my wife and, and daughter were out of town uh and my son had early basketball games saturday morning mm -hmm. but it was so nice out and i was like gosh i know i shouldn't 
go. <laughs> the responsible thing is to watch on television, but man, I want to be there. So anyways, I, I did watch on, on TV. So I can provide that perspective for you guys, since I know you were both yeah. there in person. I mean, for crying out loud, the broadcast started with with uh, Mr. Myros here front and center. Uh, that was <laughs> yeah. a treat. That's where I knew things were going to go well for SDA. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll, I'll say I think it translated to TV, and it doesn't always. Um, but I felt like, for, again, comparing the the uh, Villanova game to this game, um, the crowd. I, again, I thought to the naked eye, and it proved that way in the numbers was. Even larger, um, and that glow that comes off the main mm -hmm. side at night is so cool. And you add the cold to it, um, anyway. So yeah, you you could you could tell um, that the people there were into it. It was a party from the get go, yep. uh, and it's not often you get to like celebrate throughout yeah. the game, right? I mean. Um, I was I was kind of hinting at some of the reporters, and I have this date is harder to to drag up than I uh, maybe uh, claimed it to be. But I, I had I, in my mind all I could think was that had to be a record for largest semifinal margin of victory in in, in history of that tournament, um, and it had to be up there with the most points scored. Um, so to do both is just absolutely incredible. Two shutouts in three games, on and on and on. So what a I I was also thinking to myself. You know, not that long ago, um, like I was at the JMU game, uh, the semifinal that that went horribly uh, the the wrong way, and that what was it, the turnovers yeah. and things like that. Yeah. You know, not that many years ago, getting to the semifinal was a huge accomplishment and a, a one point win. You know, you, maybe everything had to go right, and mm -hmm. to think that in that short amount of time, you're capable of taking a team that, that that's a fine football team. I mean, Albany earned their way there. Um, the, the numbers, I know they're in a different league, but the numbers are the numbers. Um, and to do that to anybody at that stage of the tournament is absolutely remarkable. And especially, again, in like a, a relatively short period of time from where it felt like, oh, if you can just get there, you can just get there. Mm -hmm. And now it's like just blowing doors off, off good teams. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. You're absolutely uh, right, Jerry. Because those are good players, good receivers, good quarterback. That defensive line, you know, think back to, geez, probably before Jason Eck, and, and even in his early years, that defensive line would have just ate us alive. Um, yep. uh, those, those were some good players. Um, I mean, one of the highlights for me, uh, the game was full of highlights, but finally Tucker Large, you know, kind of having a breakthrough. He's been stifled a little bit lately and frustrated, but, man, that punt return was one of the coolest things. And those of us on the west side of Sioux Falls are loving that. Um, yep. To see a, a Roosevelt kid and, and obviously Mason in there and later in the game, the Coosler boys. But, you know, Tucker, uh, we, we've known him for a while. Uh, uh, his his mom and my wife have, have taught together over the years. And so he's one of those kids you kind of knew about at a young age. You heard he was a leader and you heard he was a pretty good little athlete. He, he was kind of scrappy. But the, the leap he has taken this year, no, no one, no one. The, the biggest Tucker Large supporters wouldn't have been able to go, oh, yeah, just wait. Um, and, and so for him to be an absolute playmaker in two of the three phases of the game, that's mm -hmm. just a rare trait. And, again, for it to come from a former walk-on from Sioux Falls uh, with, with other, you know, uh, high school teammates on the team is is really fun and just adds to kind of the all the good vibes that are going on with this, this program. Yep, yep. Yeah, Picture. yeah. I don't have a whole lot to add other than, you know, we drove down the first drove down the field the first the first drive, right? Like just drove down and it did not seem all that challenging for our guys. And I'm not trying to disrespect the other team. I looked at Brendan and I said, Oh my gosh, if this keeps up, it's gonna be a long night for the mother boys. And then we got our second score. And I was like, Well, we got that turnover. Uh Tucker Large picked the ball off. And then we end up with another score, and then and then the run back happened. I lost my voice on that play for sure. I've been waiting all year for that to happen. I knew it was going to happen. Finally happened, and I was just so excited about it. And yeah, at that point, it that was it. It I, they they should have just thrown in the white towel at that point because it there was, and I, I saw people calling it. 
what were they calling it? Albany Pine Bluff online. I was yeah, like, I saw that. That was a bad one. Don't do that, guys. <laughs> let's not be too cocky, fans. Yeah. Seriously, uh, that doesn't that doesn't bode well for future opponents. And nope. it's nice to have Albany come to town. Their fans were excellent. Yeah, uh, we talked to quite a few of them, and and they were nice, and they were glad to be there. You know, I mean, that's just like just like when Mercer came to town. You know, that was somewhere they hadn't been before. So uh, we got to yeah. keep that in mind because it wasn't too long ago we were in that position, like you said, with, with JMU. Yep. And, and, uh, and, and it was, I thought it was cool too, guys, to see. Um, you mentioned Mercer. Um, I thought both their coach, the way you saw his comments after the game, the way he framed mm-hmm. it to his guys was not like, you guys are garbage. You guys aren't any good. It was like this. This is what we need to see. This is where we need to be. We're a long ways off, but we're on a football team. Uh, or a field of a team that caliber. And now we know what the mark is. Um, yep. and, and I thought for the Albany coach to to play that card as well. And what other card did you have to play, right? I mean, they got absolutely throttled, um, as people expected. But, um, you know, again, you look back, and, and I had this conversation with a lot of um, friends in my life who are, who are USD fans before the NDSU game. And I kept calling that game a big boy game. And you don't know what that big boy game is until you play one and it's really hard to win your first one. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's that where you're knocking on that door and it's, it's, it's quarterfinals or semifinals probably um, where it's like, it's like in the NBA winning that extra series that you've never won before. And it's really, really hard to do. And it's really even hard to get a sense for how physical and desperate and um, other level that that game is until you get there. And it's really hard to be ready for the first one. And so I think that was kind of what happened to Albany. And again, we've seen that, right? The Jacks had been there. Every year they took one more step. They weren't ready all the way. They weren't ready all the way until they finally broke through. And even then, tough loss in Frisco, right? You didn't win that the first time. Um, and so it's, it's been interesting to see other teams go through that. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see. Now, the staying power is the thing, right? That's what separated the NDSUs and the SDSUs year after mm-hmm. year. They're ready for that big boy game. Some of these other teams, they get there and they fall off. They ebb and flow, um, and it'll be, be interesting to see if a Mercer, if an Albany, if an Idaho, uh, are they kind of a, a one-and-done or kind of a two-year thing, or, or are they able to take that next step and keep pushing forward the way that this program has? Yeah. Hey, Chad, we pull up that comment from Brock Miracle yep. again? Yep. Brock, uh, this is have you. Yeah, this is interesting. So Brock says, picked SDSU as my FCS school a couple years ago. To see the rise to this level is very nice. Brock, what made you pick SDSU? I'm very interested in that. So, and where are you from? That's cool. Um, a couple individuals I want to point out. Uh, that interception by Dyshawn Gales, the Willie Mays interception, that that was incredible. Um, you know, I, I I always question a little bit Dyshawn's top end speed. He had plenty of speed on that. That was great. Uh, Dallas Beanham stepping in, making that interception. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm nervous. Uh Dallas Clarkson, our our partner usually here. I'm nervous, Dallas, about your dad's interception record. Dallas Beanham's coming for it next yep. year. I'm, he's, he's coming really for close. it. I'm nervous, man. Uh, Charlie, it was nice to meet you at tailgating in case you catch this. So uh, the linebackers, uh, Adam Bach is back, baby. He looks good. He was flying all over the field. And just the our trio of linebackers and how well they complement each other, Isaiah Stalberg, uh, Jason Freeman, and Adam Bach, I mean, those three are all a little bit different, um, but man, they look good. They just all three of them on the field. And the sad part is, over the last two years, all three of them probably been haven't been on the field together as much as we'd like, you know, just due to injuries and other things. But man, when they are all hitting like that, they are fun to watch. So that's my observations on the defense. Quentin Hicks too. Quentin Hicks has found the fountain of youth, uh, and he's kind of getting back to being that Quentin Hicks that we saw his freshman year. Just really explosive off the edge. Um, and, man, he's playing just with a lot of power right now, power and force that he, we have seen him play. Um, but he looks good. He looks really good, and I'm happy for him that he's ending his career on such a high note. I like Garrett Meyer's comment here. You know, we've talked about it a few times, but uh, this may be the best team that we ever get to see again, potentially. I mean, we, who knows, right? We've continued to grow and continue to get better, but – the with the nil and the things that have changed in the college landscape 
And maybe you'd like to touch on that a little bit, Terry. Things have changed a lot in the last three years uh, in college sports. Yeah, um, they have. And, and um, you know, I know um, I think Jimmy got questions about that a little bit in the last couple of weeks from some of the interviews I saw where people are sort of trying to um, have him sum up his appreciation for um, this group of seniors and, and how they stuck together, decided to come back for extra years, even if they were uh, in the case of like a Garrett Greenfield and Mason McCormick, NFL prospects, um, which is, you know, rare. Um, and, um, um, you know, I think again, he, he spoke about the culture. He spoke about the idea though, of identifying undervalued potential and developing that undervalued talent. And I do, I, I suspect and again, it's going to be really interesting, right? We see the news today. Kid flips his commitment, mm-hmm. right? One team switches coaches, another team in the championship game. Like all the people could speculate on on the behind the scenes stuff on that forever. But I remember even like when when I was covering the team and they started getting facilities. Um, Luke Meadows um, came through, and one of his, one of you guys remember Luke Meadows? Offensive yeah, player, of course. One of, one of Stig's core guys, right? Right. Um, for a period of time, and it still is. Meadows, Bubak, like the, those guys are still yep. falling online. They're at the games. Like they're a part of this um, yep. in a really cool way. Um, and one of the things that Luke said to me was he wants and the program wants to make sure that essentially that the money doesn't change them, that they still hmm. recruit the same kid, so to speak, that they still hmm. value the same things, that they still conduct themselves the same way. And I do think that some of that culture, now nothing is, um, you know, NIL proof or transfer portal proof or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I do think that that is a part of the reason why they haven't been hit as hard as some other programs. And I think it's one of the reasons why they can have hope that um, if they continue to do things the way that they believe to be right, that you won't be, you know, again, transfer proof, but you're going to minimize that because kids aren't going to, transfer if they feel like you're the only one that believes in them right yep. i mean that makes it that that makes it that's a different thing um and so uh, i'll be very curious again again now you've got a hundred million dollars in facilities now you've got a handful of nfl guys seemingly on the roster at all times now you're you know the bar keeps moving ahead and yet they've been largely bulletproof from some mm-hmm. of those sort of modern uh issues that a lot of programs face so um again does that continue forever who knows um, but it, it, I do think there's a little bit of something to it more than just luck or more, more than just, you know, our kids um, are winning and they're happy. Lots of teams win and are happy and still have a lot of transfers. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's, a, it's a fascinating storyline moving forward, though. Yeah, I, th- I think back to what Mason McCormick, you know, said to Tucker Craft uh, last year when Tucker was considering, you know, taking one of the offers and going and basically said something to the effect of, Tucker, why would you go elsewhere? Like these folks believed in us, they developed us, and now we're not going to bail on them. Like when they've, you know, just when we've reached our peak or whatever, however it went. But it was that that thought of loyalty, that thought of, uh, you know, being the first person to, to believe in them as an athlete. So mm-hmm. um, that's going to be interesting to see. And so. the other part, and, and I want to give, I, I want to call this out specifically because I find it really interesting. If you watch that post game locker room clip, yeah. Okay. And they've done, they've been doing it for a while. It wasn't the first time, but you tell me you don't want to be in that room. And that is the most fun you can have. I think as a college football player, maybe a human being mm-hmm. to be in a room with all the people you love that you go to work with every day, you're succeeding at an unprecedented level. And for about a minute, you're just absolutely cut loose with the fellows. And so again, you see that on social media and you're like, I want to be a part of that. Um, and, and if I want to be a part of that, maybe I'm more apt to buy into the things that people tell me makes me a part of that. So again, it's not, nothing's perfect. Everything's new. Jimmy's different from Stig, all those kind of things. Right. But it's just, it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. And, um, again, everyone needs to keep, I guess, saying their prayers and eating their vitamins, uh, to see if those trends continue. Yeah. (laughs) And that, that feeling you're talking about being a part of that. I think more people than ever got the taste of that at that last, at our last game on Friday. Yep. Like that feeling 
was in the air when you walked into the stadium. There was a little bit of it. You could feel the the spidey sense, the tingle of that. And, uh, you know, and then the place went nuts on the punt return. Obviously that was, that was the, that was the thing. And then the scoop in score. Oh my gosh, it just gets better. How could it possibly continue? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it did. Um, Brock did respond to you here, uh, Matt. He yeah. says he's also, he's from Ohio and a Bobcats fan. Also he's fell in love with Tucker Craft and Jackson Yankee and, and SD SD's a nice state. We think so. We're fans. Yeah. It's certainly nice doing <laughs> that one up north. It's colder. Or the one just, the hey, one now, just some of us were born there. The yeah. one just to the east of us, you know. Uh, awesome. Hey, I want to shout out. Uh, we had a 160 folks viewing right now. So yeah, thanks for being uh, on. Yeah, thanks for being on with us, guys. Uh, appreciate it. So that's really cool. Um, offensively, let's flip over. Um, Zach Hines had a day right? That last catch was phenomenal. Uh, it was in the rants and raves, but David Bordwick, uh, captured the photo perfectly. Uh, good job, David. Uh, that was, that was awesome. Um, playoff Zay. I know Jimmy doesn't believe in playoff Zay, uh, but playoff Zay is a real thing. It is a real thing, Jimmy. (laughs) You don't have to play it. That that's the same coach that came up to us at the, uh, at the banquet, the scholarship banquet, if I'm not right, and said, you guys write whatever you want to motivate my players because I'll use it. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Yep. So uh, <laughs> we do. Don't think we don't. Yeah. We're not foolish. Yeah. So so playoffs, a, just another incredible performance. I'm glad we were able to put him away a little bit early. Not as early as some of you would like uh, by, by some of my messages and stuff. Um, Mark, uber efficient, and then Jaden Yonke, right? Uh, what a game for him. Griff Wildey. Uh, GF dub for Dallas, uh, got to see him, that speed, man, that kid's elite. I know everyone, you know, nationally is pretty worried about losing the Yankees for us next year. Um, I really like what we have coming back at the wide receiver position. Uh, we'll talk about depth later, but man, Griff Wildey's going to be exciting. Um, and then goodness, 12 is just going to be, he looks great too. He's been a great receiver this year. Marcus Preston, a whole lot of depth, younger guys. Chad, any comments on the offensive side of the ball that I may have missed? Missed a big one. You're going to hit it, I bet. Mason McCormick played like an absolute beast. Yeah. So yep. did the rest of the line. Yep. Um, they were having their way with them and making them into their uh, little brother, we'll say. That's 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 as PC <laughs> as I'm going to be with that one. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they had something to prove after – you know, we maybe we maybe started a little bit of a narrative of a narrative on our podcast that they didn't play too well, or mm-hmm. or your or your rants and raves. We'll, we'll give you the credit, Matt. Whatever, but yeah. we maybe helped start that narrative a little bit. The uh, the rest of the media ran with it, and it it maybe hit home. And look what we can do when they play at their absolute best. Yeah. Um. Wow. And you could kind of see it in the in the Albany boys. Um, they they weren't used to being pushed around that much. Like they that defensive look shell shocked. They look like, shell shocked and body language happened? is bad. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right away, their body language is bad. I said that before. I think before the punt return, uh, we're Brendan and I were talking about that, and we're are were you were you over there? Maybe you were over there, and yeah, you were still over there, and uh, it was like, holy cow, these guys these guys are already mentally defeated. This is not going to be well. Yeah. I keep going back to the one stat that I that I drew out when I was doing my opponent preview of them, and I just thought it was so interesting. Like thirty nine of their fifty sacks came at home, uh, like that's just an insane number. And so I, I knew when they just had one sack against Idaho last week, they had a number of pressures, but I knew it wasn't the same defense that they have at Albany. And I wonder what that is because they don't draw super well. So I'm wondering if like you know there's not that loud crowd. I don't know. I don't know why there would be that big of a discrepancy between home and away sacks. <laughs> so, yeah. I, a little bit of credit to the crowd. You know, we got a couple of plays in. That yep. wasn't quite what uh, what NDSU put up with. Uh, NDSU definitely got affected by the crowd in that other game. Uh, we can talk about that later. But uh, crowd got at least one false start, and I think there was at least one delay a game just because they they weren't used to it. Yep. Um, so yep. yeah, offense. That was great, man. Special yeah. teams. <laughs> yeah, good enough. 
Yeah, I'd say too. One, one note for me on that. I think um, you guys touched on Mark, and I think he's really efficient, and he was because he always is. The other thing though is that his his decision making is just so good, and and mm-hmm. where you saw that in this game was in and they kept on TV calling him the Cowboy quarterback, um, <laughs> making bad decisions, right? And, sure, and yeah. again, they said they were going to live with that. That's who he is. That's why he's good. Um, that's his personality. And again, Brett uh, Favre. DSDCU, yeah, the SDSU staff was very complimentary of him all week. Um, but again, the, the, the Cowboys are going to lead the league in picks sometimes. Um, and, and the discipline, um, the speed um, that, that SDSU has on defense made him pay for that. And, and again, on the flip side, Mark just doesn't put himself in those situations. And sometimes it takes seeing somebody else fail to realize how good the other person really is. And, mm-hmm. and I think that was another case where you can be blown away by the – and, again, he's a, he's a good quarterback. And he's, I like the tattoos. He's got the leg sleeve. Like, he's got a swagger to him. Great. All good for him. And and yet, Mark just continually just absolutely gets the job done over and over and over again. Um, yeah. And so sometimes you have to look at the other side to really realize what you have, right? Yep. He's, he's so underrated because he just doesn't – he just doesn't uh, – he just doesn't have all the. Sorry about that. Yeah, um, he just did, he doesn't get all the accolades that he really deserves, and yep. he's not. I don't know, showy. I I don't know what it yep. is. He's just amazing in all phases and doesn't it does it underassumingly. I I don't know how, but he does. And for that way, I mean, he's not he's not overly cocky. I think the cockiest thing he ever did was his what is his was his flow. What his second year he had that. He had that look going with his hair. Oh, he did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did that. He did that one, one Twitter or whatever on that. I mean, that I loved it. But you know, anyway. Yeah. Did you see this, Chad, from Corey Caraway? Corey Caraway. Yeah, yeah, Gus said that Albany wearing the cowboy hats really got them pissed off. I didn't see Albany wearing cowboy hats. Where where was that? (laughs) I didn't see it either. Huh. Interesting. All right, let's do game balls, and we have a lot to talk about for for Frisco here. We got and people want to just talk to Terry too. So, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We're gonna merge I know those there's two been topics. a comment. I need, I know I need your advice. So when we get there, I'm, I, I need some advice. I think it'll be a good segment for you guys on the fly. Okay. All, All right. right. So good. I like it. Uh, game balls is sponsored by Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. Absolutely love the butter burgers. Um, love the love the mixers. I know Brendan and Ariel stopped there. I think twice. Once before the game and once, once before, before the once after, yeah. So, <laughs> so that's good. What's um, Terry's go to at Culver's? Yeah. Uh, yeah Terry, I like to get, I, honestly, I, I, I keep it simple at Culver's um, because, like, the, you know, again, whether it's a double butter burger, but it's it's a variation of, the, of, a, of a, you know, pretty standard butter burger. And then you, of course, have to, absolutely have to have the custard, right? Yeah. Whether you're a flavor of the day guy or a standard guy, but. You know, it's, it's are you a root beer man or do you do something else? That's a good question. No, I'll I'll mess with their root beer once in a while. Their root you know, beer, there we go. Solid. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying. I try and keep my soda intake low, but I'll mess with some some Culver's root beer. <laughs> this exactly right. Terry's food takes were always the best. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> they were. What yeah, so, later we'll have him comment on what his favorite meal is at Cubby's. It's probably the yeah. GI Italian nachos. Yeah, they were yeah. good. J.I. Italian nachos. We can't call them that. That's <laughs> J.I. Italian? I, I can right. call them that. I have called it that. All right. So <laughs> my offensive game ball uh, went to the 605 Hogs. And I know you say that's cheating, Chad, but it, it was. So you, who do you who you have? Dude, 87. It's All right, Zach Hines. Hines finally got I... his number called. Yep. And boy, did he respond. You know, he had a couple of them. So what do you, when you got Tuds, man, that big man. And you know what? I'm looking at the tape from that other game. I'm thinking 87 is going to eat. You think so? We, we, right. get, we get the ball to him. He's going to eat. There we go. Terry, who would you give a game ball to for offense? I, I guess I'll go with, with Yankee um, because, the <clears throat> again, credit the broadcast. Um, what, he had 152 receiving yards at half, and that was already an SCSU playoff receiving record. Yep. Um, and again, if you if you dial that one back, um, they've had some pretty darn good receivers over the years. Um, so to to again, I know that I know it ended up being a, a massive blowout, but he didn't play the whole game by any means. So to do that in a half, uh, I thought was really impressive. And again, not easy balls, right? You 
he was in traffic, he's falling down, getting interfered with, the refs just swallowing flags because he's catching it yep. anyways. I yep. mean, that was kind of comical. <laughs> Did um, you hear the <laughs> comment on the call when he said about that? He's like, oh yeah, he that ref, he was waiting to make that comment the whole the whole for years. He's like, yeah, he was gonna call a, he was gonna call a PI there, but he kept it in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. All right. Oh, sorry, I couldn't uh, help it. It's all right. They said it on TV. It's fine. Yeah, they did. Um, uh, defensively, I went with Jason Freeman. Talked about him already. Gosh, how could you not? Unless you pick Quentin Hicks, who had two sacks. Apparently, they're calling it one and a half. I don't know what that means for Jim Poppin. That's his call. Uh, you've probably heard about our Alex's Lemonade stand push, Terry, but Jim Poppin said that he'd donate $11 for every 11 touchdown which means he probably has one due for number 11 who Matt chose mm-hmm. um, for getting a scoop and score, but, uh, and then $48 for every sack by Quentin Hicks. So um, Alex's lemonade stand, we've been pushing that pretty hard. You know, they're yeah. helping fight against childhood cancer. So yeah. uh, we raised, what was it? 420, yep. $436, $436, which we split evenly at our tailgate. We split evenly with Mark and, and Quentin Hicks. We're, what we're going for now, Terry, is we're trying to get all three of the SDSU guys in first, second, and third. So yeah, it's a com- so, yeah, yeah, it's a competition among, amongst a bunch of the the uh, FCS guys. Efton Chisholm's in there. Who else is there? There's uh, oh, Aiden Bauman's in there for USD. Sure. So yeah, Very cool. All right, uh, special teams then. Or Terry, defensively, who would you give a game ball to? Um, I, and because I want to spread the love and not double up, and you guys might have said the ones I had mine. Um, I was also, uh, I, I, I think, again, quietly, I, I, I think Bach, again, not because he, you know, had a, a, the best game of the season or whatever. He just looked faster. He looked healthier. And um, there were a couple plays where he shot through that line. And I was like, oh, boy. Um, yeah. it's, it's, and it made me, again, it made me appreciate and go back and think, gosh, they've been doing this kind of without him. Right? Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. And again, you, that position is so important historically to this defense. And again, no no discredit to the other guys, but you look back at the 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 um, the year by year tackle leaders. It's almost always a guy in that linebacker spot, right? Mm-hmm. And sort of to sort of be kind of missing one of your all timers for big chunks of time, sort of just because he's been limited by injury, um, it is is wild. Because I do think on this sort of, if I can use this phrase, and I mean this with total respect, I think they've gotten to the point where. They're, they probably feel like the no-name defense because, again, nobody yes. wins awards, but yet they are the best defense in the country. I think he would have been, coming to the season, the closest thing to a name. Um, and and uh, so for him to be rounding in form right now is mm-hmm. is pretty filthy. Yep. Uh, Jim Poppin asks, uh, or someone asked, how many, how many, Dustin Helton asked, how many pictures with the Matt Head photo? Uh, we took 99 photos at tailgating. Uh, but Jim Poppin didn't post his yet, but it, that's okay. I'm still going to round up to a hundred. I'll donate a hundred dollars, uh, to the Alex's lemonade Let's stand go, for that. So yeah, no, Ariel was determined to get a picture with literally everyone that walked by our tent. So there's a lot of photos on Twitter of me and my fat head. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And the special teams were Tucker large is in unanimous, right? Right. Yeah. How okay. can it not be Tucker? I mean, other than. Obviously, Hunter Dustman is so good at what he does, and he does it yep. so regularly that we just expect it. Now, I, I do have one one little thing. So, Hunter, <laughs> please listen. Do not kick the ball to Bergen at all, ever. <laughs> kick it out of the end zone. I won't even get mad with the penalty. Don't kick it to yep. that guy. Thank you. Yeah. PSA. Um, related note, um, this is armchair quarterback stuff here, but you – know, uh, to to your point, how about if you guys cover this other weeks, cut me off uh, short. But I think one of the things I've been most impressed with by this season is the way that the coaching staff has not relied on talent. Um, the the adjustments and the the strategy and the you know you know what I mean because again historically you're going to yeah. look at a team that's the best team in the country even if they're Alabama even if they're Georgia there's going to be a week or two where they're just kind of not checked in and they're kind of mm-hmm. getting by the skin of their teeth. And there's some calls. You're like, what are they doing? I, I mean, again, 
it's just not a thing. They're making an elite team better with the the way they motivate, the way that they handle adjustments, um, and uh, that's pretty remarkable for a young staff. Mm-hmm. So, so to your note about don't punt at Bergen, I don't even think you have to worry about it, Chad, because they're going to talk about that this week. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, detail yeah, will yeah, not be right. lost. No, no, that's a that's he he has won two games in a row for them. I don't think that's a detail that goes missed, but yep. NDSU seemed to just think they were better than that, you know. And, and they okay. still took the chance and risked okay. it, risked it at the okay. end by kicking to him. That was that's bonkers. What I'm like, that I couldn't believe that. Like, they did cover it well, they, but yeah, geez. they covered it. Yeah, yeah, just all right. So, let's talk about that. That's a good transition. Um, so we're going to talk, we only have one other game to talk about this week. Um, and this segment's going to be sponsored by Cubby's Sports Bar and Grill. Um, Cubby's, we're not even going to talk about the food. The food's great. The atmosphere is great. Absolutely love it. But these guys have some kick-ass t-shirts ready for Frisco this year. Uh, it's the, Frisco has on the front, Cubby's logo, uh, state of Texas, I think. And then on the Which back, it says scared money, don't make money. And it looks great. So Good job, Gus. Good job, Cubbies crew. Those shirts are sweet. Stop into Cubbies and get them ordered, picked up, whatever it is, uh, and wear them down in Frisco. Uh, thank you, Cubbies, for your support. So, Terry, what sidebar though? What is your favorite food at Cubbies? Favorite food at Cubbies? Um, I think it is the uh, this. This may be a hot take, so um, I'm not going to apologize for it, but I'm just <laughs> warning you. Um, I, I'm a buffalo chicken wrap guy. Heck yeah. You know, with some waffle fries or whatever. Like I'm I'm, you know, keep it simple, but effective, right? A little spice, little, you know, little veggies, you know, health, it's practically health food. That's how I see that. When lettuce, <laughs> yeah. when lettuce is involved, it turns into a health food. It's a there salad automatically. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how does one acquire one? Thank you, Kimberly. Um, you can just go to Cubby's. Um, and maybe if you have someone in Brookings, they can go to Cubby's, grab one for you and either bring it with the Frisco or mail it. So yeah, one of the two. All right. Um, so this other game, NDSU Montana, this was wild. That what a wild game. Um, obviously the big thing, um, is the crowd in Walgreens stadium, nine false starts or whatever it was against NDSU. You just don't see the bison do that. And then, uh, obviously the, the weird two point call, like everyone was talking about the two point call at the end there. NDSU had just been driving it down uh, Montana's throat, and then they run a trick play—the exact same, almost the same trick play that Montana State or Montana ran, but they scored on. So, initial thought: what, you, what was your thoughts on the game, Terry? That one? Um, yeah. So I was watching. I missed um, most of the. Fr- I was watching the first half kind of by stats. Uh, I was a uh, uh, my. 11 year old son had a basketball tournament and, and then the second half they were between games. So I disappeared upstairs <laughs> at the Pentagon to go turn it on <laughs> the office. But, um, um, that, that was such a unique way to end the game for the fact that you said they basically both called the same play. And, and yeah. part of me was wondering, like, I'd love to know the backstory in that. In, in other words, um, you, you know, going to the second overtime, you have to go for two. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of times you go, okay, what's our absolute best two-point play? So it's entirely possible. They sort of had that pre-scripted, um, not knowing Montana was going to call the same play. Yeah. But it was right. just so like, I, I don't know. I, I, again, find the data. But I, have, I how, how often does that happen? Um, and then the fact that Montana shouldn't have scored on it, kind of got away with it, I think uh, was wild. And then it was still the same play. Um, the other thing was um, – you know, so so NDSU goes with um, with uh, the the run only quarterback, and I couldn't help but think, is this the time they finally throw with him? Right? right yeah. It, for one it's thing, so obvious. Like for one thing, you don't you don't need to because he's he's a big strong kid. They were run up the gut. He scored the long touchdown overtime anyways. Um, and then I thought, oh, this is it. They've been literally setting this up all year, right? The kid. I, if I if I understand correctly, I don't think he's thrown once. Literally every time he's been there, there's been a run play. Not this. I'm like, year. okay, so now that's they built. They literally built the whole season up to this play. He's finally going to throw and catch him off guard. So the fact that you didn't have your real quarterback in there, yep, and he pitched it to another non-quarterback to throw it into the end zone was was um, was was really surprising. Um, and uh, again, that said, phenomenal game, lived up to what I think everyone thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Could have gone either way. 
right? I mean, I think everyone can, can agree on that. Kudos to NDSU. Um, I did not necessarily think um, – I, I thought what they were up against in terms of no buy on the road every week and then having to go play in that environment, um, I, I thought that was a, a big ask. And, again, history says it was. And they could have won that game. They absolutely could have. Um, and so kudos to them for um, the way that they righted the ship after uh, a lot of people wouldn't have predicted they were going to get that far um, with some of the regular season stuff. And at the same time, they have to feel like they, they left one, you know, left one out there, um, yeah. which again, it will segue eventually to uh, speaking of leaving a couple of games out in Montana, um, something Ooh. this program knows <laughs> a little bit about. And oh, I can't uh, wait to hear the behind the scenes motivations on that one, huh? Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. You imagine? I mean, seriously. It, like, it's, yeah. it's the last monkey to get off her yes. back. It's it. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all that's left. We've never beat Montana. Let's let's make it happen. And uh, yeah. after the embarrassing comeback that we let one guy single-handedly beat us, which makes me wonder if Mathis had played that whole game because obviously he got injured, would have it been a different game for the Bison? I feel like it would have been. Um, we might have been seeing them back, but what happens in a game happens in a game, and that's what you got to deal with. So. Yeah, he's such a good red zone target too. That yeah, that, he is. To me, you know, but, but it is what it is. Oh, here's Dallas chiming in for my third hockey game today. Happy you've replaced me with a more knowledgeable and better looking option. <laughs> it's hard to find a better looking guy, Dallas. But I it think really is. It really is. Dallas very <laughs> handsome. Everyone knows that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know um, who's more athletic, but uh, I might give the edge to <laughs> Dallas. You might be better, more of a runner though, Terry. He's a little bigger. TBD. I'm still yeah. young. We'll find out. I haven't hit my peak yet. There we go. Uh, obviously, the big drops. Someone had some mentioned that Joe Stoffel, who doesn't drop passes. Hunter Brozio, right. who's been a consistent, you know, pass catcher in his time in Fargo. Um, just two awful drops. I do feel bad for them. Those are just tough moments there for anyone. Um, you know, Montana not being ready for the fake punt in that situation and being super off balance. Uh, and still feeling like they were going for the block. That was weird to me. You know, in that situation, you almost have to be in like a punt safe return. Um, heck of a call by NDSU, gutsy. But Montana just had themselves in a bad position there, it seemed like. So I don't know. Probably it's probably one of those situations where they go, you know, if we see this look, we're, we're yeah. fake punting. Because yeah. we our, our coaches have talked about that in the past in different makers and stuff, and they yeah. saw the look they wanted, and there they went. And by God, was it effective? Yeah, and and we will talk more about Montana coming up um, over the next few weeks. We're not going to dive into this matchup at all today. Um, plenty of time to do that. But uh, interesting stuff. Someone mentioned uh, the d- Tyler role. Did he know yet that they? It's a, they had made the decision. I think I don't think they'd. Dom Izzo had, had tweeted that you know an announcement was coming on Sunday or early Monday, so that tells me that a decision had been made. Um, in, in my opinion, I think they would have told Roll before the game that if he got it or not. In my opinion, but who knows on the timing of all that? It's interesting. So, and and that's the other big thing for today, right? Uh, holy smokes! Just hit two hundred people. Thanks everyone for being here. That's really cool. Um, so just today, uh, Polishek, right? Is that his name? Uh, the former offensive coordinator went to Iowa for a bit, has been out in Wyoming for the last few years as their offensive coordinator is coming back to NDSU to be the new head coach with Matt Entz, uh, going out to USC to be the linebackers coach. I'm sure we've all heard about that. So Terry, you're still plugged in up in Fargo a little bit. What's going on up there? Yeah, no, not, uh, I, I don't have any insight. My, you know, my, my, my dad is a, uh, and season ticket holder. Um, and so he was texting me today. Um, but with all due respect to my dad, you know, he's, I don't know, 77 years old. So he's, he like, he, he does the coffee talks with all his buddies. They don't sure. actually know the inside information most of the time. <laughs> uh, but you know, again, to totally speculate, uh, I, I heard the chatter, uh, roll and some people go, Oh, we got to bring vegan back. And, uh, I'd be, you know, so, um, who knows, um, interesting, uh, situation, interesting timing. And I haven't seen anything today. Uh, I would assume they'll, um, uh, announce further staff updates, whether people are coming, going, leaving, et cetera, sooner than later. 
um, like most programs do once the head coach is in place. But, um, you know, again, they're they're not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like they're just they're just not. They just have too much in place. Now they aren't. They haven't been at the level that they set um, the last couple of years. Um, in part because they were so good that somebody else took on the challenge, i.e. SDSU, to say we need to be that good uh, mm -hmm. in our own way, as Jimmy has said. So, um, you know, again, they're uh, they're. <laughs> He, he again they'll be motivated right they absolutely yep. will um so interesting time though and uh um we'll see where that goes and and uh now i'm sure they'll look at it as he gets an extra couple weeks on the recruiting trail so yep all right good say terry you're so good at this great segue here bringing up recruiting so uh so this honestly terry was one of the reasons i started jack Herbert illustrated when you left um huge huge void in the recruiting world and so that's what i've true you know, initially really focused on, um, you know, Zim. And you're really Zim, good at it. Yeah, Zim loves focusing on the, the teams themselves, yep. just doesn't have the, the passion for the recruiting. And so that's what I kind of started doing right away. Um, and so since we last talked, the Jacks have picked up four commitments from uh, kids from Minnesota, Iowa, South Dakota, <laughs> and uh, another Minnesotan today. So the uh, big one, obviously, today is Maxwell Woods the Minnesota football player of the year um, previously was an NDSU commit um, scrubbed his social media of everything NDSU related um, earlier in the week. His family started following me. So that kind of put up my antennas. Um, mm. And so that was interesting. And then Dallas uh, said that he had heard that Maxwell was telling folks at the Minnesota all-star game a few weeks ago that he was going to be a jackrabbit. So um, that's pretty cool right there. So we, we knew about that one. Uh, lots of rumors there. Uh, Jack's picked up, a, I'm assuming, a preferred walk-on from Lofton. Um, Ogrowski, the wide receiver from Coon Rapids, uh, nice player, uh, 6'2", uh, 180. So this, a nice framed wide receiver again. Um, watching his highlights, his high school definitely looks like they want to play um, uh, you know, grounded pound. So he didn't get a ton of opportunities, but, uh, he, he has on his Twitter again, some cards that list out 40 times and stuff. And he's run a four five, five at various camps. So that's decent speed. So, um, uh, and the last two were kids that were on their official visits this weekend, Max Chapman, a defensive lineman from Creston, Iowa, um, six, four, two seventy already. Uh, he looks nasty, plays with a neck roll, um, so that'll be kind of fun to see, uh, from a defensive like attack, a future offensive lineman, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then offensive lineman, Thomas Mart Martian, uh, offensive lineman from rapid city Stevens. Um, so I don't know much about him. He committed right before we got on the show. So I haven't had time to even really watch his huddle too much. So, uh, four big commits. This class is sitting at, I think 28 kids now, something like that. Um, you know, I, Zimmer's story, obviously, uh, about you know recruiting kids that don't have offers and things like that phenomenal if you haven't gone back and read that yet make sure do yourself a favor and go do it it's really good um but this class man this ranks right up there with that 2018 class um in terms of stars and quality and that kind of stuff we don't really count stars i get it, it doesn't really matter at the fcs level but there's a lot of talents in this class um the one thing with maxwell committing that i was concerned about is the Jacks already had a three-star running back committed for this class. Um, and it looks like he is definitely on board with sharing the backfield um, between the two of them going forward and in the future because um, he's liking tweets of the two of them together. He's reposting tweets with the two of them together. So don't want to read too much into all that, but it is exciting to kind of follow this recruitment stuff. Wednesday's the early signing period, uh, so we're excited about that. Um, so that's the recruitment stuff. This segment of kind of odds and ends is going to be presented by Jackrabbit Central. Um, Jackrabbit Central has the locations that are open right now in downtown Brookings, as well as the campus location and the online store. They also have some wonderful shirts for Frisco. Um, they have the discounted 2022 stuff there. I actually picked up a pennant and just haven't hung it up yet um, for the, the championship. So that's pretty cool. Everything for the 2020, no, 20, whatever year, 2023 championship. 24 championships. La last year's championships. Seasons. Okay, last year's oh, championship okay. stuff is all okay. discounted 30%. There we go. And I there's lots of good stuff. So 
Um, yeah. Check it out. Thank I you, Jack. A, I got a couple of those awesome coats, not the NASCAR ones, but the other championship. Oh, you coats. did? Cool. Yeah, for Good like for you. And they said they were going to be like sixty some dollars, and I looked, yeah. and they're like fifty dollars, like yeah. thirty eight dollars. So yeah. I got one for my wife and one for me, and uh, I ordered a three X. It's closer to a medium, so I'm a bit sausagey in that one. I got to have <laughs> to lose a little bit of weight. Oh, uh, wait till the new year. Um, it runs about. Just shy of a size smaller than what I am uh, as a 3X. So I, uh, yeah. yeah, anyway, you know. All right. <laughs> All right. So, Terry, I, I do have a question, Terry, as long as we got you here. When you yeah. covered it, what made you so interested in covering recruiting? Why did you like the recruiting piece of it? Um, <clears throat> good question. Um, I think it was probably because it was one of those things you, you just said it without saying it, which is there's, there's now this like digital footprint of what's going on, kids following an account. Um, and so it was almost like it was out there, but you just had to put the dots together. Yep. So I think people are interested in, in it's, you know, it's insider info. And, and again, if you care enough about the program to, you know, be watching tonight or to be going to the games or, or buying the gear, odds are you want to know, well, who's next, right? I mean, mm -hmm. how, how do we keep this going? And that probably start, you know, again, um, not that long ago, most of those kids were regional type kids. And so again, there you go. Like, well, I said it tonight. Oh, the Roosevelt kids, kids from my neighborhood, right? Yep. Oh, cool. Yep. Well, now your fan base is, is paying attention, you know, more, more, um, uh, spread out across the country than, than they were before. So I think it matters to those people, right? Oh, I'm in, I don't know, Ohio. Yeah. And uh, they got a kid coming in now, right? I remember when um, Cole Brody came in from Georgia and it was mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, there's probably some alumni in Atlanta or whatever. So um, I think that's part of it. Um, and I do think, though, it's you mentioned that 2018 class. I thought something Jimmy said. Um, a couple weeks ago, I don't remember if it was in Zimmer's article or a different one, where he had said, more often than not, he said something to the effect of the, the kids who often get touted in their recruiting classes are not always necessarily the ones that end up being the stars. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. And I would say if I were to like go back on my time in the beat and, and trace some of those back, um, that was probably pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. uh, meeting with however a kid got played up, whether he won a, an award, like you mentioned, Mr. Football. Great All-American. Uh, right, oh, yeah. right. Whether whether it was the Stars, whether it was, you know, he's from a small school, but he had, you know, 10,000 career rushing yards in high school. Um, that That's all kind of like still kind of a little bit of guesstimate. And, and, you know, we're not all on the same level playing field. Um, yep. And who knows who develops better, who's, who's homesick, um, you know, or who gets hurt. Um, you know, uh, who's maybe maximized their potential because they're already in like a really strong weight program. Yep. Whereas a kid that's never lifted weights in a day in his life shows up and now, you know, he's really going to accelerate that growth. So I think there's a lot of different variables that go into it. And that's part of why it's fun to cover or why it's fun yeah. to read about it. Because, you know, this kid could be the the top get in the class today. Um, and maybe he turns out to be that. And, and maybe there's some walk on from a nine man school that ends up, you know, just, just, uh, you know, you look at, you got two kids from Viber Curly uh, in, in your offensive backfield, Studs. right? I mean, like, that's wild. Yep. I was telling someone else watching the game with the other day, it was just, they were like, what? What did you say? I said, yeah, Viber Curly. <laughs> that those two studs that are behind two of your other studs um, aren't from a town that small. Um, so, anyways, it's, it's fun stuff. And kudos to you for keeping an eye on it because it never ends. That's yeah, the other right? part that's really challenging, especially for, let's say Matt, where he's got all the other sports to, to kind of interact yep. and stuff as well. Yep. It's, it's constant. Yep. Um, so you have to have that spreadsheet of, of who's doing what in order to keep tabs on it. Yeah. Uh, Terry quick, just folks have been Speaking asking, of, yeah, what are you doing? What? Yeah. What are you doing nowadays? Everyone wants to know. I mean, just talking, yeah, we kind of know, uh, right? no, no, thanks for asking. Um, yeah. So I've been at the same, uh, when I left the Argus, um, I went to Sanford health in a, a to work in the marketing department. Um, and give or take, I'm still doing the same thing. Um, so for instance, today, really a lot of my work revolves around our various uh, sports elements. And so today I was at the Pentagon, um, we had CBS Sports Network in town to do a live Syracuse, Oregon men's basketball game. Um, so I was kind of how they go high. It was, it was phenomenal. I mean, again, a lot of, a lot of folks probably here, uh, roughly in my age range, 
And, you know, in, in my time, uh, we had limited cable channels. You had the Big mm-hmm. East men's basketball, got a ton of coverage on ESPN. And uh, I saw today in the crowd a Sherman Douglas jersey, a Derek Coleman jersey, cool. obviously Carmelo Anthony, and, and yeah. then you, not to mention Oregon and all the sports. So to have two really national brands like that today um, here in Sioux Falls cool. um, was really interesting and, and a total blast. And, and it was one of my favorite favorite days. And then I guess we ended up by talking to you guys. So so anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm with Infidel, doing marketing stuff, mostly in the sports side, um, loving it. Uh, love that we have such a great relationship uh, with SDSU uh, on a lot of fronts. And so we, I know people give me a hard time sometimes about it, but that, that hashtag Sanford sports does mean something to us and means something to me. And we're really proud of um, all the relationships that we have across the region um, with, with a lot of the schools and, and to see, to, to hope that um, the work that we do uh, on that orthopedic sports medicine front on the fundraising side, whatever, um, helps elevate these programs to where they're at is is genuinely really really cool. Um, so I'm not there every day on the beat, uh, but I'm following along closely. Um, again, great to have uh, men's basketball, women's basketball. We got uh, SEC wrestling coming into the Pentagon in a couple of weeks. Uh, that's going to be really fun. Um, and so uh, it's like I get kind of doing what I did before, but without as many uh, late nights because uh, I don't have to write yeah. a story when I'm done. Um, and, uh, you know, no, it's, it's been, it's been really, really great. So, um, again, though, so much respect and appreciation for all, all you guys and all the other fans that stop and say hi, that wish me well, um, just really, really fond memories for myself personally and for my, my, my family too. A lot of you guys know we had a lot of health stuff with our kids, Mm -hmm. uh, around that time and the, the, the love that people show to us, um, you know, as it continues to mean a lot to us, all my kids have an affinity for the school just because of that. I think they can just feel that. Um, and uh, so it's really, really special thing. So um, thanks for asking, but we're, we're blessed and really happy to be where we're at. Hey, I just cool. want to say you guys have been killing it out there at Sanford Sports Co- Complex with things like what we're going for wrestling, the game that just happened, bringing in those national brands to play in SDSU or USD. Mm-hmm. Even if it's that red team down south, it's good for the area. Yeah. It's good to get those that level of competition in where – Maybe they wouldn't play us in a frost arena where, you know, it's hard to catch a W against a team that wins so much. So, yeah, I, it's it's much appreciated. I don't catch all the, I don't catch all the basketball out there always, but yeah, I, I'm for every wrestling match. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate that. So, can I ask you guys a question here? I don't want to jump on your your show, but here's yeah. my honest honest you're, take. You're okay? always welcome. So, so I haven't. I, I've watched the the first two SDCU Frisco appearances on, on TV for for a variety of reasons. Right, just hasn't worked out, or you know, again, you can. I have four kids, so like we're busy doing all <laughs> the things. So here's my my challenge or my question for you guys. For those who haven't made a trip yet, we need like the how to, right? So again, mm. I know there's lots of different ways to get there. You can do like well, fan bus. You can fly. You can drive. You can be there a short period of time, long period of time. Um, you can go, you know, with with um, people you know. You can just show up and meet people. But if you guys put together like a the Experience oh. Insiders Guide now of maybe like choose your own adventure of like three different paths that'll get you there that you that you'll have a good experience. I, I would love that because I'm I'm still toying with it. I don't know if I can swing it, but part of my hesitation is ah, I got a lot of decisions to make. Yeah. So if you guys want to make those decisions for me and for anyone else, um, that would be fantastic. You got to get a ticket, right? Or standing room only ticket, which counts. But you know, all that's going to change Wednesday when we have our allotment come through. There's going to be some people that have tickets that have them available through SDSU. I think that's when you see the prices start coming down slash you know kind of leveling off in price uh, on the access site um you got to get down there so you can road trip with some friends that's a good time been there done that you can fly uh usually saves you about four hours what's your time worth been there done that that's what i'm doing again uh and then kelland's throwing a bus out there which is everything short of your ticket so if you can get a ticket then the kelland bus is a pretty good option that includes your stay um pro tip to people that don't already have rooms you know plano's not that far away uh the the colonies Colony. where we're yep. doing our deal uh rooms are way cheaper there um, yeah. it's easy to get around town you know you're gonna go somewhere and stay there for a while get an uber back 
uh, rent a car if you want to. This is true too, because you could show up and there's going to be tickets day of that are dirt cheap. People just couldn't get rid of because they were trying to. I mean, I know a guy that's selling his sold his tickets for four hundred dollars a piece. He bought extra. It's a bit scummy since he's a SDSU fan, but um, <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to get into it too much. But the food, Terry. You know, we talk about food all the time. Uh, food's great. There's tons of options down there. I've actually done it a couple different ways. The spring season, my dad and I. I was I was remodeling a, my house that I'm in now, um, and I couldn't afford to go down for much time. Uh, so we flew down and came back on the same day. Would not recommend that. So don't do that one. Uh, last year I drove that sucked. I didn't like that. So this year I'm actually <laughs> flying, I'm flying, but once you get there, uh, Frisco is amazing. I absolutely love it. Um, mm-hmm. really a great, great place. The stadium's awesome. And again, you are good at this segue stuff. Because we have some excellent, we have some excellent like uh, we paid you to do this yeah. and we didn't even talk to you. Yeah, about. yeah. We Did have, you know this was coming? Yeah. No, we have no. some announcements to make, folks. No. So I'm Let's glad so many of you are still here. So uh we are excited to again host the best tailgate party in Frisco uh on Sunday morning from eight to twelve thirty. Uh last year. Four to 5,000 of our closest Jackrabbit friends joined us for one of the best parties ever down there, uh, following a lot of the same setup. Um, DJ will be there. We'll have food. We'll have drinks. We cannot guarantee that if you show up to this party, you will get food or drinks. Um, but but, you know, but we're going to do the best we can this year. And we already have 100 pounds of pulled pork donated. 100 pounds so. of pulled pork donated. So here's here's the thing. Here's the call to action, everyone. If um, you have a business that would like to be a sponsor, we're doing things a little bit different this year. We already have a number of sponsors on board. Let me just read through these sponsors really quick. We have Cubbies. We have Kubota Dealers of South Dakota. We have Boyce Law Firm. We have Hullsworth Farms. We have Blue Tide Car Wash, DeBoer Construction, Dustin and Becky Sheldon, Raider Farms, Josiah's Coffee House, Mench Greenhouse, Creekside Meats. Uh, Jan Busey Ford, Mike Schaefer's College Football Prospects, SLS Painting, and Bowen and Associates are all in as sponsors for this tailgate event. You will get to be on this podcast for that. You'll be on Facebook, the blog, and then we also will have a revolving video board with your business logo on it saying that you're helping sponsor this event. So um, it's a wonderful party. Thank you, Kim. Yep. So, yeah. You know who's missing? Who? Someone that also likes the color blue has ties to the university. <laughs> Who are you talking about? Sanford. Don't put it with Chad. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> also, okay. Second big announcement, oh, folks. Talking. <laughs> In, individually, individually. Maybe last a year, bit. a lot of you wanted to know how how could you help? If you would like to help individually, here is the link to the Jackrabbit Illustrated Venmo. Um, shoot us some money. You know, again, this is a donation to help us run the event. We can't, um, again, we can't promise you uh, that you'll get food or drink. Unfortunately, we can't. It's just, it's too big of a space. We're going to be in the same spot as last year, that large green uh, lot. So that that will be there. All right. Second big announcement. And this is something new. We are excited about this. We are doing a live show at the local on Saturday afternoon. So, It'll be us. It'll be our closest friends. Um, a lot of our reoccurring guests. We're going to be doing a live show at the local um, sometime early afternoon. Don't have that all hammered out yet. Uh, we're hoping to have Zim. We're hoping to potentially have someone from the athletic department. Um, maybe Tanner Castora, maybe Zach Borg. Some of our friends, again, that are on our show with us. Maybe It'll be a team. It'll be a team, B team, maybe the Rev. Um, so, again, that's going to be a ton of fun. And that's going to be on Saturday um, in the early afternoon. So uh, look forward to more uh, info on that. And we are coordinating with the local. Brendan's been in communication with them about um, about beer. <laughs> we know we, we know we drank them dry last year. A couple of times. A couple and, times. And she is promising us this year. They are promising us that uh, you know we're going to have uh, plenty of plenty of drink there. So um, 
yeah, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun down there, Terry. So if you want to come with and be a guest on our show uh, for that Saturday afternoon, yeah. here's your open invite. So this has yeah. been very, this has been very helpful though. So I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, whether you planes, trains, automobiles, doesn't matter. Just take any options, get there, worry about the tickets when you're there. Yep. Have a great time. Um, good for you guys that, that, uh, I, I, I'm, I'll leave tonight smarter than I got here. Hey, there we go. Uh, Terry, thank you for being here with us, man. Uh, I, 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 this is like giving me like flashbacks of being like that 18 year old kid that sat behind you, uh, in the student section and just asked you questions (laughs) and you were nice enough to turn around and sometimes tell us the answer and stuff. So, uh, Tuesday tidbits, your chats, uh, all that, man. This has honestly been one of the coolest interviews or guests we've had on. So hey, thank you. Thank you guys for always thinking of me. Uh, congrats on your success. Congrats on the season. Thanks to everybody for all the comments. And um, uh, maybe we'll see you in Frisco. I got a lot to chew on after today. Hey, that's awesome. All right. All right. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Again, hovered around 200 people for most of the show. Um, so like, subscribe, and share. Man, that was fucking awesome. Terry, right there yeah, with us. Sorry, Mom. Terry's awesome. Uh, that was so <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, all right. Go big. <coughs> go blue. Go Jacks. Go Jacks. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We would also like to once again thank our sponsors, the Kubota Dealers of South Dakota, Culver's of Brookings and Watertown, Jackrabbit Central, and Colby Sports Bar and Grill. And as always... Go Jack!